Yeah, so you are Britt James. I am. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. And you are a photographer. I am. And a mummy. Yes. Yes. And a mummy first, then a, a photographer. A mummy first, then a photographer. Yes. Cool. So <laughs> you you photograph mostly spiritual people, yoga teachers and stuff like that? Um, I do, yes. And it's funny how it all sort of cultivated that way mm-hmm. because I'm in my mid-30s now and I've been... I've had a camera since I was about 15. So I so I've been taking photos for quite a long time. Mainly just a hobbyist. Yeah. Um but I've always had that creativity side of me like I've always it's always been something I've been drawn to. Yeah. Um but about 5 years ago I did my first yoga teacher training. Right. And I've been practicing yoga all up for about 8 years. And probably like a lot of people you talk to, it's the same story. It's like, you know, it's life-changing and um, really the journey that I've gone through, the, the self-awareness and the, the, the practice of yoga has been life-changing for me. Can we go back to the start of that? What's that? The journey. You're going to talk through the journey? Um, Bef- what was life like before yoga? Well, I think life before yoga it was – so what yoga's done for me is really – um, when people sort of talk about yoga and, you know, unless you actually do it yes. and you actually try it and practice it, you start to realize that it's more than just an exercise, mm-hmm. which is what I thought it was at the start, which is what everyone really thinks it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> until you start going to some really good classes with some really great teachers. And I think the teachers, you know, along the way that I've been able to practice with have really just... Um, accentuated the practice for me because then you start really thinking about the philosophy and you start thinking about the traditional, you know, the traditions of yoga, um, where it stemmed from, what it's all about. And it's really about self-exploration and understanding, um, cultivating consciousness and awareness and all this sort of stuff. I think before yoga, I was probably stuck in, well, I was in my early, no, mid-20s and I was stuck in this perpetual kind of life cycle where I was just going out all the time and, um, you know, I'd work, then I'd go out, then I'd work, then I'd go out and drink and um, sort of through this cycle of just sort of really devastating myself mm-hmm. and, dest- and this destructive behaviour mm-hmm. um, because it was I was sort of – I didn't have an internal locus of control. It was sort of all out around me and I was just – I was just letting things happen to me instead of understanding that I could happen to life a little bit better. Yeah, have influence over it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think so yoga's really taught me about understanding my internal locus of control and, you know, practicing the art of self-love and doing things more um, in a way where you're cultivating that self-love for yourself. And that comes about in every aspect of your life. Do you remember the first time that you realized that yoga was more than just bendy stretchy? Um, I do. It was actually in Newcastle. I lived in Newcastle for a while. Beautiful place. It's a lovely place. I rented an amazing warehouse apartment in Newcastle East right on the beach and the yoga studio I was going to was literally like three blocks away. So it was like amazing. It was <laughs> yep. perf- perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think there was really where I delved. I, I really started loving yoga and I was going like four or five times a week. Um, and there was a couple of teachers there, one in particular, um, that really did know her stuff. Mm-hmm. And shout her out. Um, <laughs> Sveta, Sveta from the Yoga Loft. Cool. Yeah, in Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Um, and also some amazing other teachers there. But 
a really nice humble studio yeah. and it wasn't um, – they, they really focused a lot on the philosophy mm-hmm. as well as obviously, um, you know, the, the, the yoga poses, which mm-hmm. I love as well. I love a really strong practice. I love what it does for my body. Yeah. Um, but that's probably when it first started to really deeply resonate um, and sort of start to become something else for me. And I think in that time as well in Newcastle, I was single then. Um, so I wasn't a mum or didn't have a partner. And I was really on this path for me. I was I was spending a lot of time on my own, doing a lot of yoga. So it was a really nice healing time for me. It was a time where I got to um, really focus on myself and do some growing up really. Yeah, a bit I of think. reflection and yeah. growth. Yeah. Mm. And then I think from there, everything in my life just seemed to get better and better. Mm. I haven't really – like even though – you know, life is has ups and downs along the way. Things are unpredictable somewhat. Mm-hmm. I don't feel out of balance. I never feel like I'm going on a roller coaster like I used to. I just feel like I'm calmly in control of my life. Yeah. Oh. Or was it just a gradual? I think it was more of a gradual thing. I don't think there was any aha moments really. Yeah. Um, I think it was just this, you know, you, you start to fall in love with something. Yeah. You know, yes, it was oh, wow, I love doing this. And the first, you know, couple of months I was like addicted to it. I kept going and kept going and I was telling people about it and I was like, oh, my God, it's amazing. (laughs) Yoga is like, oh, my God, yoga is the answer to everything. And, you know, people that weren't doing yoga would be like, shut the hell up. (laughs) It's like, just listen to me. Yeah. Um, And then you sort of back off and go, okay, you know, they've got to work it out for themselves. Yes, yes. But um, so I did fall sort of head over heels for it quite quickly, but I think it was, it's a gradual thing. And like with any mm-hmm. real love, you know, it's something that keeps growing and you keep, um, it, it, there's still aha moments for me. Yes. You know, Cause I don't absolutely. think there's everything. I don't think you can learn everything. No. It's a continual practice. Yeah. And it's because it's a practice about yourself really. I mean, do you ever really know yourself completely? I mean. Every time, well, as soon as you think you do, there's more to learn, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So how did, how did that unfold and how, how did your journey unfold from Newcastle then to now? Like, for, yeah. Um, so from there, so I was working in a corporate job, actually I was working for Telstra mm-hmm. um, in a senior retail management role, leadership role. And um, I got offered a pretty big promotion in Sydney and I, and I took that and I moved to Sydney. And... Um, Around the same time as that was happening, I um, met my partner who I'd met previously about a year and a half beforehand in Byron Bay. Yes. Um, and we sort of had a little weekend romance and never saw each other again for a year. Yeah. And he tracked me down on Facebook. <laughs> Just the on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and pursued me. Yes. And uh, I had a long distance relationship with him for two years while I was in Sydney. Yep. So, and he was in Melbourne flying back and forth. Mm-hmm. So it was something that was happening, which was um, really nice. It was sort of blossoming on the side. Yeah. And um, yeah, work was going really well. I mean, I had some, a really great opportunity with Telstra. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't end up working out to be the best thing ever. There was, and it was amazing learning experience, but through it, um, the stress of the job really started to burn me out. It was a very high profile role. Um, and at that same time, it it sort of had gone on for about a year, a year and a half. And my relationship with my partner now, Joel was really growing very strong. So it was a, it was sort of a decision for me to, to move to Melbourne. So I ended up quitting that job. Yeah. Um, and some people called me crazy because I was earning like insane amount of money. Yeah. It seemed like I was living the life, you know, mm-hmm. I had awesome income and this great place in Sydney and 
Um, but for me, you know, I think, again, maybe going back to the yoga practice, I kind of live where I kind of made a decision, a heart decision, and I, I don't feel, f- I, I think that I just wasn't fearful of what was next. Yeah. I, just having that trust and that faith and that courage that mm-hmm. I'm going to go to Melbourne, I'm making the right decision, yeah. I'm making the decision for these reasons, and I'll get another great job. So, it's, you know, it's no problem. Yeah. But what happened then is um, I thought, hang on a second, I've just been working like 65-hour weeks here for like the last four years mm-hmm. and I quit my job. So before I went to Melbourne, I went to Bali for six weeks and did a yoga teacher training. Yeah, right. Mm. And I thought, when am I ever going to do this again? Yeah, yeah. So that was amazing. And where was that at? Uh, that was in Canggu. Yeah. Um, it was an okay teacher training, if I was going to be honest. It mm-hmm. wasn't. I went. I've been to one. I was went to one previously two years before that in Rishikesh. Okay, which was incredible. We'll talk about that one first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my life is like all over the place, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we can go back to Rishikesh. We like to time travel on the spiritual training podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did how did you end up in the teacher training two years previously? Um, I think again, it was just the fact of. Well, I was working... Is that after Newcastle, before no, Sydney? No, I was, I, was I was living in Newcastle when I did that one. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. So I travelled to India on my own. Yeah. Um, and every year, because I worked, um, you know, that sort of corporate role, I'd get four weeks annual leave. So I'd always use that four weeks to go overseas. So that particular year, I decided to go to India, um, which was incredible. It was the most mm-hmm. amazing trip. Yeah, love India. And I did um, two and a half weeks at Palmarth in um, Rishikesh. Yep. Um, and it was amazing. I so met it was some... Indian run teacher training? It was Indian run, yeah, okay, at, Ash- yeah. at Ashram. Mm-hmm, cool. Yeah. So the, the main um, yoga teacher, uh, uh, Mataji, mm-hmm. um, was like 70. Yep. <laughs> And the biggest legend, and she could still do headstands. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but the teaching that was all, it was everything. You know, it was, we practiced uh, three times a day. We did meditation. Um, we learnt um, that, you know, the, the traditional um, philosophy of yoga. Um, we did lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It what was, was that good. experience like? Uh, it was life changing. It was, it was simply life changing. It was just. If anyone, I mean, if anyone has been to India, they know that it's life changing place anyway mm-hmm. because it's just an assault on your senses. <laughs> yeah, you know, good and bad. Yeah, um, but there in particular, it was just, yeah, it was just being away from everybody, especially mm-hmm. going solo for me. That was I love traveling solo. Yeah, um, I met some. There was only two Australians, other Australians that I met in the whole of India, and they were also at the ashram. Two girls, yeah. um, I'm still friends with. That was incredible. Yeah, right. Um, you know, and the whole time's there, I mean, there's no, you know, you're not drinking any alcohol or you're not, mm-hmm. you know. Very but clean. We, but we were, f- we were staying up till like midnight talking. Yeah. You're like, hang on a second, <laughs> we don't do this at home. We yeah, need yeah. a bottle of wine or two to be able to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but mm. that's what ended up happening. You know, you find your little tribe and we'll, you know, go into each other's rooms and stay up till like 11, 12 o'clock talking about. Life. The universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, what was in that tea? Oh, gosh. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but, it, you know, that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. that stuff where um, we left there and those friendships I made, one of the girls lives in Kayamani, Wollongong, and one actually lives here in Melbourne now, but she's been all over the world. 
um, we still will always be the best of friends because of that experience. So, um, yeah, it was, it was amazing. It's pretty amazing because you're not in your normal environment. You're sort of guards down a bit more and you're doing all that yoga practice as well, obviously. So you're yes. fully open. And when yes. you meet people in that state, you tend to create good friendships because you're so open and they're so open. So it's natural that you're going to be yep. friends. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really cool. Absolutely. So then we time travel back to where? Bali, was it? Bali, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we'll go to Bali, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that one was really good. That teacher training was really good too. I learned a lot about – I try to think about every situation and every – um, experience, you know, even if it it wasn't the best, that there was something to take out of it. Yeah, um, there's something to learn, and I did learn. I did learn a lot out of it. There was some. There were some parts of it where I thought to myself, you know, what they were teaching. I really didn't think that. It's be relevant. Yeah, relevant and actually um, accurate. Okay. Without sounding arrogant about it, yeah. But you know, after reading a lot and actually doing a lot, it's kind of one of the teachers there was making up a lot of the stuff as she went along, and I was like, "Oh, that doesn't sound right." Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, I don't so, know about this. Yeah. But all in all, it was it was awesome. Like again, it was a great experience. It was in Bali for five weeks. Yeah. Six weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, got to surf most days. Cool. You know, eat food and do yoga. Pretty much every day, so it was great. I mean, took a lot away from it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after that, I kind of thought to myself, the reason why I did that one is because of the timing. I only had a specific amount of time. Like, I didn't want to. I was halfway between moving from Sydney to Melbourne, and I thought I've had, I've got this sort of this time. I, I can't not work for the next six months and do like this fantastic teacher training that I've been following in three or four months. I thought this, I'll just do this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But in retrospect, I'd probably research it a bit more with mm-hmm. the te- specific teachers. Yeah, make sure the teachers are good. Yeah, I guess, I'll, I'll, I guess you I, learn I guess a little not bit. not so much good, but someone that would resonate with you because yep. I'm sure that there was other people that thought it was way better than what I did. Yes, yes. Just on a personal level. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just my just my humble personal opinion. Yeah, but you get you get to exercise your discernment in that situation and be like, hmm, maybe. I don't think you know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a good practice as well to be able to decipher well, whether you're thinking. learning something worthwhile yeah, or not. <laughs> that's right. Um, so then you came back and moved to Melbourne. I did. Yes. Yep. And then? And then what happened? So you teach yoga from then or not? So I did a little bit of teaching. Yes. Um... I did, what did I do? So I, I was in Richmond and the local, where I was going to practice was called Rise at the time on Church, oh no, sorry, on Bridge Road, yeah. which is now Kindred Movement. Um, Rosie there was the was the owner. Um, so yeah, so I, um, I was practicing there and then I um, ended up teaching just one night a week for a couple of guys at a gym. But to be honest, it was like I started working as well. So I got a, um, a senior leadership role at Bunnings, yeah. which I just finished on Saturday because yeah. I went on maternity leave. Uh-huh. Again, another big job. Yes. Um, so um, I started doing that and I kept practicing yoga. But, yeah, the teaching thing for me with yoga wasn't so much that I wanted to go straight into teaching. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to do it for me yeah. more than anything. Yeah. And I think sometime down the track – I might step into the teaching arena, yeah. but I felt like at the time 
I still wanted to learn more. Mm-hmm. And I know probably a lot of people say that and, you know, one of the things that you've got to do to, like we were just talking about before, so you've got to start somewhere and then you progress from there. Yeah. I know that's what it's like with teaching but I just don't, I don't know, it hasn't drawn me in so much as what my photography has. Yes. So I'll, I'll go back to teaching one day and, and properly teaching. Mm-hmm. When it calls. When it calls. Yeah. Yes. Mm. That's right. I, I don't very, want to force it, you know. Yeah, it's like, a very good good approach to it. And yeah. obviously you've got years of experience as well, so that, that it's only more experience before you step into that role. You'd be re- well ready for it. Yes. Yeah. But one thing that's funny is that now, even though I'm not teaching yoga, I'm taking yoga photography. So yeah. it's like I was talking <laughs> to my partner the other night. I'm like, isn't this funny how this happened? And it's like, well, it's the journey you go on, isn't it? It's almost like... Well, yes, I practice yoga, so I probably would understand what looks good and mm-hmm. on film, I mean, like in the way of um, technique and alignment and angles and this sort of thing. Yeah. But really, all this stuff that I've done, even though I'm not teaching yoga, it's prepared me yes. for what I'm doing now <laughs> in photography. Absolutely, yeah. So it's funny how your journey kind of, it, sometimes it goes in different ways than what you think. Your first, your first idea of what you think you might be doing. Yes. So when you're actually just flowing along with and being drawn to what feels right for you. Yes. <laughs> then it all makes sense anyway, yep. but maybe just in a different way. Oh. Well, it's my love of yoga really, like it's it's cultivated in that way through photography because mm. when I really think about it, what other photography would I be doing? I mean, I do do portraiture and I do do um, studios and professional kind of commercial stuff as well, yeah. but it's all at the moment, a lot of it, probably 99% is in the wellness industry. Yeah. Um, which is amazing because that's something that really resonates with me. Yes. So to, even today I did a um, you know portrait headshots for a for a business for a Pilates business but it's in the wellness industry. Yeah. So yeah, it's just really funny how it's all just come Perfect. about that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but the yoga, the the arty yoga stuff that I actually like taking um, the imagery that I like doing, I really find that um, that's my expression of what how I feel about yoga. Mm-hmm. That's the 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 beauty of it that I really love. That's my sort of trying to capture visual that. expression of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. So, how long have you been doing that now? The um, it's only coming up to about almost maybe ten months. Yeah, to a year. Cool. Soon, yeah. You've done a lot of a lot of yoga teachers that I know already i have yeah i think it's a pretty um what's really cool about melbourne is it's a very tight-knit community mm-hmm. which is awesome because a lot of people support you know there's a lot of support for for whatever you're doing yeah in this in in the in this sort of in this industry yes um but you don't really realize how much people are connected until you start delving into that yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're like hang on a second you know this person too yeah um, so mm. even though Melbourne's like a really cool big city in Australia, mm-hmm. it's actually really quite small. Yes, when you're when you're talking about the wellness kind of um, scene, because you know a lot of people go to each other's um, workshops and they work together and they collaborate together. And um, a lot of my um, clients I've I've actually got is through word of mouth, which is the best form of advertising ever. Absolutely, doesn't yeah. matter what you do. Yeah. Um, I feel like if you do a really great job for someone and you create good relationships and they love the end product, obviously the end product's got to speak for itself. Mm-hmm. They'll tell people about it. And that's how I've got, you know, 90% of my clients. Yeah. 
which has been amazing. So Cool. So now you're on maternity leave? From my day job. From your day job. Yes. So how how let's go back to that. How did you how do you get all this done while you're working at Bunnings and being a <laughs> Good mum? Question. Says <laughs> oh, I cancelled on you twice. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. That's okay. Um I've been really, really, really busy. Okay. And it's actually one of my greatest um conundrums in my life is that okay. I take on a, a lot. Mm-hmm. I actually take on a lot, probably too much sometimes. Yes. And I need to know when to cut back. Mm-hmm. And I have cut back, believe it or not. I used to do a lot more than what I'm doing now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so how, the, how, how, does that, how did that work? Bloody crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how does that work? How, did, how were you doing that? Were you going from like <clears throat> after after work at night time to do photos or before yes. work in the morning? Yep. What do you, both? So you know when people say, um, you know, you can make an excuse for anything, really. Yes. Don't have enough time. Yes. I've been working full, uh, full time, so I don't have enough time. Yep. Um, I've got this, so I do that. And, and that's okay. People have their own different thresholds. But what I believe is that if you really want to do something, yes, you will, you will do it. Yeah. And I have been so passionate about the photography. Like, I mean, I just thrive off it yeah. to the point of, if anyone has done a photo shoot with me, they know what I'm I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I froth basically. Yeah. Like I get so passionate about it mm-hmm. that um, a lot of my work is sunrise and sunset. So through summer, I mean, I was waking up at quarter of five. Yeah, right. To go down to the beach to do a shoot for an hour. Mm-hmm. I'd come home um, and either look after my son or put him in daycare while I go to my day job. Yes. <laughs> um, and I'd do sunset shoots. Yeah, so right. when I get home... Um, I do have the best partner in the world, by the way, because he supported me through all of this. Yes. So he will just, I just handball to him yep. and then I'll run somewhere else and do another photo shoot at nighttime for an hour at sunset. And who edits all this stuff? <clears throat> I do all the editing. Oh, uh, what? Oh, uh, yeah. Where do you get time for that? Uh, stay, <laughs> I start till midnight. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even drink wine while I'm doing it. Yeah, right. At the moment because I'm pregnant. Yes. But um, I drink a lot of tea. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it is all about time management. Yeah. I haven't been working full time at Bunnings, only part time. Yes. Um, but there's still really long days, but it's got to the point now where, um, photography, um, I don't want to, the thing is moving forward is, um, photography is where my passion is and Mm -hmm. where, where, where I want to focus my work. So, um, after this next stint of maternity leave, I hope no one from Bunnings is listening. I was going to say, don't want to give back. too much away. <laughs> Ooh, don't know yet. Haven't made the final decision. Uh, but um, at the moment, the photography is keeping me busy as well as, you know. Yes. As well as the other stuff in my life, like look, mm-hmm. looking after my son. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, it's been a juggle. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, early mornings, late nights and compromise really well, and yeah. a supportive partner. And, and but passion. it's your passion, yeah? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm not getting up at four o'clock in the morning to go to Bunnings. That's right. With a um, big smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I hope mm. no one's listening from Bunnings, even though it's a great job. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh. I, think it's, I think there's a lot to be said for um, not making that excuse that you can't follow your passion even though you have a full-time job and you're that you're a mother and – that you, that's a great example for um, just following your passion any way you can, you know? Absolutely. That, I think if you really want to do it. Mm, and it's so good for your health as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That, that expressive it's been outlet. So good. It's been so good for me. Mm. 
It's been so, so good for me. And really the only reason why I picked up my camera is because I was on maternity leave. Yeah, right. And I had that time off. So I had my, my son's only 19 months old. Yes. So I've only been back to work this last time for the last six months. Before mm-hmm. that, I had a year off. Yeah. So that's where I picked up my camera again and, and it was an amazing outlet for me creatively. And um, also, you know, it was very fulfilling. So if I didn't do that and I just kept working, then I probably wouldn't have picked up my camera again. So it was, it was again, it was um, a really just amazing how things just happen, yeah. you know, naturally. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I feel like if you really want to do something and you, you have that burning desire and that passion to do it, you will always do it. Mm. And hard work always pays off. Like it's been a year now and, um, you know, I've got a really great roll-on of clients. I've got... Um, some exciting projects coming up. I've got, uh, I'm doing enough without doing too much and not doing too little. Yeah. And I'm just excited about what it's bringing me. It's bringing me lots of new friendships and lots of new opportunities mm. and um, self-fulfillment. So it's um, been amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. So who was your, who was the first yogi that you ever photographed? Oh, there was this really lovely girl called um, Melanie Jung. Yes who was my first ever victim. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I don't know where she is now, actually. Mm. Um, She's a a beautiful yogi. Mm. Very, very good yogi. Very, very good yogi. From Melbourne? In Melbourne, yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, She did a shoot with me at the Botanical Gardens. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, she was my first person. And what's your favourite shoot been? Oh, that's such a tough one. Mm. There's been so (laughs) many, so many different ones. Mm. The funny thing is about all the shoots is that um, you never know what's going to come out of it. Yes. Something awesome always comes out of it. Yes. Without sounding too. I feel the same way about the podcast. Yeah. You just go in and you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm always, I'm a little bit nervous. It's that, that nervous energy of, oh, I hope these turn out really great. But there's always something that turns out really, really great in it. Yeah. And it's because of obviously the individual but also just the day, I do a lot of on-location shoots outdoors. Yeah. So the lighting and the clouds or the sun. Um, so they're very different. Even though the, the kind of the theme is the same, all the shoots come out very different. Oh. Um, what's been my favourite? Yeah, that's really hard to the, say. You don't have to pick a favourite. Sorry? You don't have to pick a favourite if it's no. too hard. I've got the favourite people. No, we don't do that either. <laughs> <laughs> I get in trouble. Um, <laughs> They're so all my favourite. What, 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 what does your yoga practice um, look like n- since you moved down and, and obviously um, through pregnancy and stuff like that? Um, so I've been doing a lot of home practice mm-hmm. um, and that's probably about it at the moment, just simply because I moved from Richmond yes, and out to, like we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. to the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and there's really not much around mm. out where we are, to be Interesting. honest. There, there, there is towards the coast. Yeah. Um, but, again, it's just a timing thing for me. You've so room for a little bit of studio space at your place? I do now. Oh, look at out. Look out. I know. <laughs> I've got mat space now. Well, that, te- I've gone that, from... teacher, that teacher calling is coming quicker than you thought. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I'm not practicing. But I can't wait. Yeah, it's, it's – it's, yeah – it's, I've only got 10 weeks to go to mm-hmm. for, for my pregnancy, yep. so um, for birth. So, mm. yeah, I can't wait until um, I get back into it post 
post-birth. Yes. Which would be fantastic. Cool. There is a Bikram studio actually right near me. Yes. I haven't done Bikram for years. And is I that thought, okay to I? do while you're pregnant? Probably not. No. No. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> not recommended. <laughs> high stress. No, high stress, mm. high heat. Yeah. But uh, I might get back into, I might try Bikram again actually mm. when I pop yeah. him out. Cool. Pop her out, I should say. Do you have a um, <coughs> meditation practice? I do have a meditation practice. Mm. It's not something that I do every day at a certain time, though. Yep. But uh, I do do it. Cool. Um, at different times of the day. Yep. And yeah, I don't do it. I I, I like to listen to. Um, well, I haven't tried many apps, but I do have one app that I love. It's called Insight Timer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of that I one before. I have heard of that, yes. absolutely love that one. Cool. I do do a lot of Yoga Nidra. Yep. Um, because I do stay up late editing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to wind down. Mm-hmm. This is a couple of ones on there I really, really love. Cool. Yeah. I don't, yeah, as I said, I don't do it at a certain time during the day. I probably need to start doing it at a certain time during the day. Um no, but I find that I do have stillness during my day and I'm and I'm quite aware of when I need it and when I should be doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I've just said that because um, as a mother, they say that unlimited meditation is allowed because you're growing a baby as well. So normally they, they go like only a certain amount so you don't get too much, but because you're building a baby, you can just unlimited meditate. Who says you can't unlimited meditate? Um, well, my teachers say you can't unlimited meditate. Really? Because of the process that it causes um, unstressing or whatever. So, right, I've never so heard that. So if you, yeah, well, different techniques as well. So if you, you yes. overcook it and you just start, um, you know, releasing too much, then right. they, say, they say only 20, 20 minutes morning, 20 minutes in the evening. Yeah, so that's, that's Vedic meditation. Yes, yeah. yeah, so that's a manageable amount. Yes. And if you go and get pregnant, then you can meditate. Unlimited Vedic meditation. Right. Yeah, so I didn't know that. I'm a little bit disappointed that I can't have babies. <laughs> Give me an excuse to just sit there and meditate all day. <laughs> I'd love to try Vedic meditation. Actually, I've never done it. Yes. But I, I do know a few people well, who've done it. funny, I am just about to become a qualified meditation teacher. Amazing. So I have to teach you. Amazing. Yes. And how have you found that it's journey? It's not Vedic, but it's, um, it's meditation still. So it's a similar kind of practice. Yep. Yeah. Um, I've been on a journey for about four years to be from when I started meditating to now being ready to teach it. So okay, it's been amazing, absolutely amazing, life changing, and yeah, really cool. Just so, do you meditate every day? Absolutely, yeah. Twice a day? Absolutely. Really? Yes, at least. Sometimes I get a sneaky lunch one in at work as well. Really? Yeah, just to charge up. Oh, cool. Yeah. But you do it for twenty minutes only. Um. Yes. Yes. Yes, 20 minutes yeah. in the morning, 2 minutes in the afternoon. Yeah, sometimes a little bit longer because mm-hmm. I've been doing it for so long, I'm, I'm used to the process. Right. But when you first learn, there's like that restriction because it's a, quite powerful to have have that. Yes. You know, that it's, it's, it gets you relaxed and, and in a good place after 20 minutes. Yes. And if you go too far, then you can go into that place where it starts to get um agitated and stuff like that yes so yeah you, you don't you don't want to have someone going from no no meditation to deep into the fire and yes. n- start to think that meditation is causing their life to fall apart yes. because it's not what meditation's for it's yes. to have a better experience of life not a dramatically yeah. um Abs- agitated one yeah absolutely yeah. i understand that and obviously it's a practice mm. too so the more that you do it the more that you yeah 
yeah, get better at it. Really, you become accustomed to yes the process of things coming up and dealing with them and not yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So we're about to wrap it up. I think. Cool. Um, unless you have any any other stories you want to share with us. Oh. We could be here for <laughs> I think I'll have to. No, I think I'll have to get you to to, um, to shoot me as well. I would love I've to. Got a new uh, two websites that I'm about to make. Amazing. One for spiritual tradie, finally get a website. Cool. And one for Daniel Tucker meditation, so we can go maybe Amaze. try and find a work site. Yes. And do some yes, high vis stuff and do wow. some crazy poses on the work site. Awesome. And maybe some some. Um, nice yoga poses or some meditation poses down by the water or something as well for the other one. Love to. Cool. So do you have a a favorite bit of wisdom for us? Oh, a favorite bit of wisdom. Yeah. Like a quote? Like a quote or a spiritual teaching or something that, that maybe resonated in the early days with you. So I absolutely love, um, Rumi. Yes. Of course. Don't Mm -hmm. we all? Yes. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, And my favourite quote is, stop acting so small, you are the universe in a static motion, Um, which for me just means that really like anything that you can, you want to achieve or um, cultivate, you can. So basically Mm -hmm. you just, really the universe is at your doorstep really if you want to take control of it. Yeah. And um, yeah, don't live in fear. It's all Mm. in your mind. Step out and give things a go. Yep. Um, so that's, yeah, I'm such a action-orientated person. I think that um, the more that I just keep doing things, the more that it's ingrained in me that just to, to give things a go and to meet people and really what's the worst thing that can happen. Yes. So, yeah, that re- re- really resonates with me. Beautiful. Thank you very much for coming over, finally getting you no on worries. the podcast. Thanks for having me. And where can we find you if we want to get a photo shoot done? Um, so I do have a website, yes. um, but a lot of people do find me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. My tag name is in the flow. It's underscore in underscore the underscore flow yes. underscore. <laughs> um, but you can actually just also search my name, Britt James. Yep. So you can just contact me on Instagram. Um, my website links on there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, via email. And then I sort of get in touch with you from there. Beautiful. Absolutely amazing. Thank you. Thank you again. Bye. Awesome. Good. Did it go all right? Mm. Very good. Thanks for having me.